0: Welcome to another episode of The Yellow Peril and Magical Negro. I am sick. That's why it sounds like I deep-throated Shredder. Um, Mm. I didn't do that. I'm (laughs) pro-Turtle.
1: But, uh, that's why I sound fucked up. Yep. Uh, so, and we'll have an occasional chuckling from a future guest in the (laughs) background. (laughs) We call her the old wild bush. Damn straight. (laughs) So, um, since you're a little sick, should I just start off with uh, some various awesome shit? You go with it. Um, So E3 happened, and I am not as big as I used to be in terms of getting excited over everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But a couple things I was pretty hyped about. Um, There's a new Star Fox. I saw that. And your ship transforms like a Veritech from Robotech. So I'm pleased by that. <laughs> okay. And uh, they also give, they were also talking about co-op play where two people can play. One person's the pilot and the other person's the gunner. Mm. And the way the gunner thing works is, um, the, Wii U had, the Wii U's controller has a uh, screen on it, right? And so the actual targeting thing is on the screen. And if you physically move the controller around, it's like your gun turns on a turret. Oh, so okay. whichever way you face the controller is the way that the um, turret will turn. So it's very last Starfighter. And so that appeals to me on a very 80s level.
0: Um. I support that. Um, they did the reveal of the video for Mirror Mask. Or, Mirror Mask. Ooh, if they mm. released the Mirror Mask game. Mirror's Edge. Yes. Um, I'm hesitantly excited. I am too. You know, I hate a first-person player game. Because that is not the point of view I want to be in. But um, I love Mirror's Edge. I thought it was a great game. No, I didn't. I thought it was a great, potentially great
1: game with a lot of problems, so hopefully they will fix those. The exciting thing they did say is they want to reduce the amount you would need a gun, so I'm hoping that means the police will not be like modern American police, armed with machine guns every three seconds. Right. You know? Um, that? yeah. Yeah.
0: that? Hey, here's a revolver. Meanwhile, here are 15 police
1: with machine guns. Right. And um, the one thing... Yeah, it just got me, because it was just, like, way too... The difficulty ramped up way too much in the original game. Yeah. The re- the other reason I'm hesitant is because when you have a woman of color lead, it's just really easy for them to fuck it up. Yeah. And that was one thing I think they did right, was they didn't make her whack, and I'm just like so afraid, right? Like, please, just don't fuck it up. Um, the other game which I'm excited about, which, there's no story, there's no, there's no redeeming value other than fighting. It's, um, For Honor. Mm. Uh, which is basically four player versus four player dynasty warriors, like okay. like basically you know it's uh, you either play knights, Vikings, or samurai, and you basically try to take over the other person's castle, and you just cut people down in like mass numbers. So
0: yeah, um, there's that independent game. I want to say it's called Papa Nio. Oh yeah, which I, that. I saw the video for. Um, as I said, I'm sick and medicated, so I'm Might maybe misunderstood or drew parallels that weren't there. But the game is about like a young boy who is not afraid of monsters. This is one huge monster, okay. who he who he's friendly with, except that the monster has an addiction to psychotropic frogs <laughs> that he just eats and then goes into rages where everyone's in danger, including the boy. <laughs> So, it's this young black boy who's, like, befriending the monster and going on an adventure with him to cure his friend's addiction.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: you have to use the monster's emotions, whether they're positive or negative, on your journey. It's very problem solvy. Okay. It looks like uh, eco A little bit, in terms of, like, not in terms of the graphics or anything, but just in terms of, like... Gameplay. Gameplay a little bit. That also... Um, But the film had a really interesting... the, The film that was released, the trailer for it, went back and forth between live action and animated. Okay. And the live action seemed to be a boy in a house dealing with a possibly abusive father...
1: Oh, um,
0: maybe I misinterpret that, but it looked like it might be a parallel thing between the monster that you're getting over addiction, which might be interesting.
1: Hmm. So, on note of Eco, the team that made Eco is doing Last Guardian, mm-hmm. where it's a uh, basically a boy and his uh, I want to say Griffin. Like, yeah, it's
0: a classic pairing: a boy and his Griffin.
1: Yeah, um, that thing looks really dope, and uh, they have been working out for I think seven years or something. So I'm kind of excited about that one. But yeah, E3, I was kind of like, a few good things, but mostly just kind of like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
0: I'm, yeah, I don't have the next-gen system yet, so I'm not as excited as what's up and coming. Once I have the next-gen system, I think I'll get much
1: more yeah. into it. Um, I want to break off a couple things that I want to recommend and push towards people. Go ahead. Um, I introduced a coworker today to Hyperbole and a half. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if you don't know, you should look it up online. This woman tells amazing stories of childhood and life and adds cartoons to it. And it's mostly about her acting out as a kid. And
0: one of my favorites is her and other six year old little girls hunting that 10 year old boy through the woods (laughs) as he ran for his life.
1: Yeah, I did some good stuff. I just read the most recent one where she was talking about the Halloween when she got a dinosaur costume. Oh, I don't
0: think I've read this one yet. And
1: she basically explains how it somehow accessed a primal part of her mind. And mm-hmm. she was just like, now I have the power. And she just couldn't <laughs> stop wearing it. And she's like, "Like all those normal things about rules stopped existing because I was a dinosaur. <laughs> and she's just acting buck the fuck wild. I love it. I need to check that out. Um, the other thing I wanted to recommend was this video game I got on my tablet called Colossitron. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you play a giant mecha space snake that lands on Earth and destroys everything. I mean, as a mecha space snake is want to do. Right, and basically, you, uh, you basically, um, like the game Snake, your snake gets longer in each of these sections as, like, a different type of gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's, it's mindless fun, but you're blowing shit up, and sometimes that's fun. Sometimes that's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to recommend anything, or should we just move
0: on? I'm trying to think if there's something geeky that I've really liked this week. Um, I like the recent rumor that Marvel is trying to get Beyonce to play a superhero. Who are they going to have her play? No one knows, and no one knows if it's true or not. But I read that today, and I said, okay. Because Marvel, you already fucked up my faith in you.
1: Like, I don't have
0: faith in you as a storytelling um, movie production house anymore. No. Because the links you're drawing are fucked up. And if those images that I saw of Wakanda are true, the ones that were there living in shacks, that means you fools ain't read the comic books. Right. Because in the comic books, Wakanda has sky rises and holographic statues. They get flying cars. They get flying cars. It's not some bullshit shacks. So if that image that I saw on Tumblr is actually the set, I'm going to be hella pissed.
1: You know what would be great? Hmm. It would be really fucked up to have, like, like to do a whole thing about, like, Wakanda-U.S. relations. Hmm. And the U.S. being like, hey, could you help us with this? And Wakanda's like, what are you going to do about your human rights violations? There you <laughs> go. You <know? laughs>
0: so, um, there's that. So, I don't trust Marvel anymore. Yeah. That's leaving aside Ant-Man, which I never wanted to see. Stephen Strange, when, which they have fucked up more and more with each casting notice. I
1: feel like the next thing I need to do is put M. Night Shyamalan in, like, director, well, you know. first it was the ben, Benjamin, ben, oh, God. Bumper Stump batch. Whatever his name is.
0: <laughs> whatever his name is. The skinny Scarecrow guy. He should play the Scarecrow in the Batman movie. That's perfect casting. But anyway, first him, then Tilda Swinton. And then they announced that Chiara Edafor is the villain. Of course. Because, I mean,
1: that's diversity. Right.
0: (laughs) I just was like, oh. So I don't have faith in Marvel. But you know what I will have faith in? Any movie with Beyonce in it. I don't care that she's not the best actress that we've ever seen. Although I feel like she's gotten better. The visual album was the best acting I'd ever seen from her. Right. So I would be excited to see her. And I will go just to see Beyonce whoop someone's ass on screen. I'll do that. That's all I need. Because I don't trust you to tell me a story anymore, so just give me something. Right. You
1: know they'll get from Misty Knight, so
0: they don't have to cast a dark black woman. They won't, e- they won't even do Misty Knight. They w- They would never... Because if they did Mi- Misty Knight, they would have to do, um... her partner, Colleen Wing. And you know they ain't no way they're gonna bring two women of color into it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might just, like, make her play a Latina character like they did with Zoe Kravitz in, um... In, no, um, I was
1: thinking of, um... Didn't didn't uh, Black Panther's sister, like, make an appearance in Princess oh, Shuri? Yeah, I'm thinking they might throw her in for something like
0: that. They might do that. Or they might have her playing the, um... The girl from Chicago who finds out she's Wakandan. Who becomes, like, the... Who becomes, like, the bodyguard. And, like actually has, like, royal
1: heritage herself. Yeah, that just made me think about the fact that there's probably somewhere out there a fanfic of uh, Wakanda-Zumunda relations. <laughs> and <laughs> I really <laughs> probably think <knew> that. <laughs> oh, coming
0: to Wakanda. <laughs> I bet you it's called that, too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the happy rumor I heard this week. Nah, you know, I needed happy this week. This week has sucked, so. Yes,
1: these... Lo- these-
0: this, mm, this Hot, minute's been
1: sucking. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's... Oof. Okay. Okay. We'll, let's we'll talk about that. So, should we moment. go into the happy place of our topic? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. So, uh, we've been threatening to do a Steven Universe episode, and today we are doing the Steven Universe episode. I feel like
0: we've actually done one or two, maybe, where we talked about Steven Universe a lot. About, it a lot. about a lot, but... But I... We are both huge fans of the show. It's like... Amazing, and we'll probably do these every time the se- season premieres or ends or whatever and talk about our shit.
1: Um, I should probably warn everyone, just expect spoilers. Oh, expect
0: spoilers for the, the Steven bomb that just ended, because... Um,
1: they're up to what? Uh, that's episode 12, season 2, that we just got to?
0: We just got to the Chill Tid. I don't know why it's spelled like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm not smart enough to get the reference that they're doing, which is it, fine, Yeah, but the Chill Tide episode... Which um, is about dreams and Lapis. If you haven't gotten that far yet.
1: Is it? Shit, I missed one episode then. <sighs> Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I thought uh, the last episode I got to see was the one where they did the band thing. and uh, Where you saw the past? Between Rose and... Oh uh, no,
0: there was one more because they did a Steven Bomb. So there was an episode each night. Uh, so there was one, yes, or Friday. I
1: see, and this is what, this is what these cheesy uh, streaming sites do. Fuck me out of an important episode. (laughs) It was already on the thingy. No, it's like I couldn't find it. I went up to the newest and that's what I got, and I was like, I'll show you later. (laughs) Um
0: but yeah, so I there'll be spoilers for yellow Peril, too, unfortunately.
1: No, that's fine. I'll (laughs) deal with it. Alright, so
0: the wonder that is Steven Universe. Uh
1: so anyone who just doesn't even know, it's basically queer aliens raise a half human. On yes. Earth and Protect the Planet.
0: Which is amazing.
1: Uh most of the voice actresses are women of color. Yes. Um
0: The main three all are. Yeah. And uh Including Garnet, who is voiced by UK R and B genius singer Estelle, really? who I adore. You probably know her for her hit American Boy, but she's amazing. And she's on Empire, which is another one of my joys. So, you know, she's fabulous in all ways. Um, But yes, Estelle as Garnet. So the three women who are raising him are... Well, no, not women. They present as women. That's true. But they they seem to not actually be gendered. And I think they say that in one episode.
1: Okay.
0: Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm... But I feel like they say in one episode that their bodies are just what their bodies want to look like, that they don't actually... Anyway, yeah, you have Amethyst, Pearl, and um, Garnet, and the internet is dragging Pearl right now. They are dragging Pearl, and I feel sorry for her.
1: She- yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm amused by Pearl's antics, and I understand commentary, but I'm just sort of like, wow, y'all. Because I think the part for me that gets me about it is everyone is so much more upset. So, so Pearl has jealousy issues. Pearl has jealousy issues. It's implied or outright stated,
0: um, visually that she was in love with Stephen's mother, Rose Quartz, who gave up her physical form to bring Stephen into the world. A... Stephen's father, Greg, is still around. He lives in a van and runs a car wash.
1: Right.
0: He's the classic loser dad stereotype. Although he's got his moments, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing he does have is occasionally he has useful skills, and yes. he tries for what he can. This is true. Um, so, in the flashback episodes, we've definitely seen that Pearl was not happy when Rose Quartz and Greg met. Right. And in the latest flashback episode, Pearl actually confronted Greg and said, um, you know you're just a phase for her. It was pretty intense. Right. Now, the internet dragged her for this, which, you know, I understand why it's not proper Polly response at all. Um, And I'm assuming they're Polly, because Pearl seems to be in a long-running relationship with Rose that is maybe more casual from Rose's point of view, but is there. So, I don't know. Um, Pearl is very human. She's, like, the most critical of humans of the show, and yet has the most human personality.
1: Well, the part that gets me is that everyone's dragging her over this, and I'm like, uh, did you see the part when she took out the power grid, and people are like, uh, we need electricity, and she's like, you people have lived without electricity for a thousand years, just go ahead and do that, and she's like, oh, oh yeah, you know, she totally, like, fucks over tons of shit and just doesn't care, and I'm like, like, at that point I said, oh, now I see why Rose didn't give you the cannons. Because you would have you would have turned it on someone way sooner and just been like, Oh, well, they're just humans, who cares? Like, Pearl has got some issues. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's
0: back up a few episodes and talk about Sworn to the Sword. Yeah. Which is the episode that features um Connie. Connie Maheshwaran, who is um Steven's friend, who we both enjoy. Um Connie is a great character. And it involves Connie learning to sword fight from Pearl. Now, here's where a lot of her obsession comes in. There's that great song, uh, Do It For Her.
1: Yeah. Where she's
0: supposed to be singing about Connie protecting Steven, but she's actually sort of singing about her and Rose. Um, And that she tries to insert this, Steven is the only thing that matters.
1: You are nothing.
0: You are nothing. Which, you know problematic, but also this is, like, Pearl's thought process. Yeah,
1: how she saw herself to Rose.
0: Which, goddamn
1: Right? And I was just like, and the fact that you had that thought process, and Rose at no point really checked you?
0: Well, Rose has her own issues.
1: Right. And I'm not saying she, but I'm just sort of like, mmm. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I mean, and speaking of Rose... In the flashback episode, we see that Rose is a little bit, um, I want to say sociopathic, but I want to say all of the Crystal Gems are a little bit sociopathic because they're not human. They don't have the same um,
1: understanding, understanding
0: and morals yeah. and all that. Because there's that, oh, it was super awkward when Greg was trying to talk and like be serious and she was just like... Cackling at him the whole time, right? And it was like, what the f- what the hell is going on here,
1: right? Like, like I mean, I see more of the issue being just sort of like, like, wow, you don't, because she, she said very specifically, oh, this is how it's supposed to work, right? Yeah, like it's a very performative understanding of relationships, yes. And I was just sort of like,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, Rose, yeah. She, and we also see Garnet play the matchmaker. Yeah. Garnet is really interesting. Um, as a character, number one, I love her because she's Estelle. I love her for a number of reasons. But let's talk about the fact that when we... Her episode, Keeping It Together, mm. where we revisit the kindergarten.
1: <sighs> that episode
0: hits me so
1: hard. Like... Well, now, here's the
0: thing. This is a children's cartoon episode that gave us body horror. It also dealt with consent. It also dealt with consent. It was body horror and consent. It was the most subversive cartoon episode I think I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, the last time I've seen anything that got close on this kind of stuff was Avatar. Oh, yeah, The Last Airbender. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I automatically went for the blue people. I, I and then I was like, to what? Them.
1: <laughs> I refused to acknowledge that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Avatar did it. The Lego movie did a half, at
1: half. Yeah. Did a, mean,
0: did a democratic version of it, not I a progressive version. They did touch one.
1: a little bit on, like, the creepiness of, like, And
0: anti consumerism and all right. that kind of stuff. But this one was straight up.
1: So, okay, so the thing that got me was the two things that Garnet um, says towards the end when she realizes what's going on. Well, first, let's say this is
0: where they go to explore the Kindergarten, which is the place where gems try to make more gems more gems on Earth and fuck up the whole Earth's ecosystem and were are stopped by Rose Quartz's army. But Peridot, who's an escaped loyal loyalist gem, let's just call her that, has been doing experiments there where they've been mashing together the shards of, like, dead gems into these, like, creatures that are part foot and part hand and,
1: like... Well, I think it was, like, that's the most they could make of them. Like, they're trying to make full beans, but they just screwed up and they're like, well, I guess we got two hands that are stuck Well,
0: I don't know, because Paragot says the experiments have been going well. She well, says they've been going well and some have even emerged early. She doesn't sound disappointed...
1: Yeah, but Peridot is also operating on her own
0: logic of what good is, right? Well, yes, <laughs> but I'm saying if she's reporting it like that, then maybe the goal wasn't to make people people. Well, maybe it was to make creatures that would answer when that when that big one formed and, and you just see first, all the
1: spirits trying to escape and
0: screaming.
1: Uh-uh. uh-uh.
0: Damn. Yeah, it was deep, y'all. Um... But yeah, Steven Universe is giving you like consent. It's giving you.
1: So yeah, and then Garnet realizes what's going on. Oh yeah, and you see it her as her
0: freak out, it, which we've it, never really seen Garnet do before. Right. The she nice, froze.
1: The nice thing about Garnet is because she so understands Whenever she does have an emotion, it's so emphasized. Mm-hmm. Um. But what was the point when she says Rose couldn't have known? which sound like she was trying to convince herself. Well.
0: You notice that she was talking in Ruby and Sapphire voices. Uh-huh. So she was going in a conversation with herself.
1: Uh-huh. And then the, and the other thing she says, this was revenge for the Rebellion. Yes. And you're just like, what is happening here? Like- well, and
0: also, the way that Garnet talked about fusing. Because Garnet, for those who don't know, spoiler alert... Garnet is a fusion of two women of color, Ruby and Sapphire, who uh, are a relationship. Yeah. Um, And it is acknowledged that they exist in a relationship. And that Garnet is the expression of that relationship. Um, So she she says something to the effect of, um, this is what they think of fusing. We couldn't have known they were going to do this, which makes me feel like fusing wasn't something that was known, or was known very limited for a while, because if fusion had been known this whole time, why wouldn't they have done these experiments years ago? Right. I don't know. There's just something odd. Like, Jasper definitely knows about fusion when they come, but there's something almost because Garnet and them are, like, 5,000 years old, it's established that Garnet's the oldest of, of any of the ones left. Oh, okay. Because, remember, Amethyst didn't fight with them. Because right? when they get to the battleground, she's like, I wish I could have been there. Right. Pearl oh. is younger. I think it's said when Jasper says something about Pearl being younger, but I might be wrong. Mm. Um, and Garnet is just, like, the automatic leader. Right. Um, so there's something... I'm, I'm wondering if Fusion was something that they discovered that Rose Quartz's army discovered thousands of years ago. Which might be the, during the ro- they were able to successfully have To the win, exactly, against a much larger group.
1: Yeah. I am
0: fascinated by what we're going to get this season. I really think it's going to be super interesting.
1: Um, the other thing I wanted to do, talk a bit about, going back to the episode where Connie does get trained with the sword. Mm-hmm. Or, no, no, not the one where she gets trained with the sword. The one where... Um, her and Steven fuse, fuse in front of Greg. Yes. And they do it totally accidentally. Mm-hmm. And what's great is Greg Greg is surprised, but he's supportive. Yes. You know, it's like, oh shit, you should do it. He's like, wait, you can fuse? Oh shit. Like, he's like, dope, but,
0: you know, well, new ground.
1: And here's the thing that
0: um, someone on, this is why I love fans,
1: and <laughs> the
0: shit fans do, because they are smart as fuck. Because someone drew Stevani wielding the, the sword, sword and, the, and shield. the shield. Yes. Which makes total freaking sense. Yes. But I had not put together. And I just, I'm so excited. Yeah. I really, I think war is coming. And I think Stevani's going to be the leader. Which I'm so for. That would be very interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by what's coming.
1: Because we have not
0: seen the last... You missed out the last episode. But we know that they are still merged at the bottom. Lapis and Jasper are still merged. And Lapis is slowly losing control. Ooh. Because it's an unstable... Yeah.
1: They weren't meant to be together. Exactly. Um, You know, the other thing I wonder is... I wonder if some of the weapons that they... uh, That Homeworld's built a bunch of weapons specifically against gems that aren't going to work against Stevonnie. Mmm. Right? The, yeah, right? Because
0: the original, the weapons they brought didn't the, uh, really work against The Steven.
1: splitter, the weird, uh... Jail cells. yeah. None of that works. So it's like... I mean, it made him... Eh, nah, 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 but he was still like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Like,
0: so I'm wondering if merging with Connie is going to give him an extra edge.
1: Yeah. I'm questions. excited. Yeah. Um trying to think what else because there's been a few episodes where stuff has gone down well i mean there is
0: the um the implication that we're living in a post-apocalyptic society
1: yeah i'm still not entirely sure what's going on there because there's enough things like cell phones and like like there's clearly tourists right so it's like there is some larger world going on.
0: There's definitely a larger world, but the center of filmmaking is
1: now Kansas. Kansas, yeah.
0: Like, there's all these little things.
1: That make you go, what's going
0: on? Exactly. And for all that there are tourists, we don't often see the tourists. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: fuck, I forgot the name of the city. Oh, the one other city that they talk about? No, the
0: city they live in.
1: Oh, oh, Beach City?
0: Beach City. We don't really go outside the bounds of Beach City, and when we do, what we find is, like, weird desolation,
1: right. odd
0: forests, you know, we haven't really gone to another city. Right. So, I find it really interesting that we have this really expansive world, but it's focused on this one city so hard that, in effect, the rest of the world
1: doesn't exist. Right, other than these weird teleports to bizarro places. Which Which are all on Earth. Which was the very surprising thing, because at first I was like, are you guys going to other planets? Like, that was my first assumption. Yeah. Like...
0: And then you find out they're going to other... Which means the Earth has changed drastically in some places. Yeah. And especially the Earth has changed drastically because when they go to that berry patch where all those gem weapons are laying, no humans have tried to claim them. Right. That right there lets you know there is no major government.
1: Well, all these ruins, there's, like, there's not, like, cities around or anything else. Like, mm-hmm. like, they've never shown up to hunt down one of these monsters and been like, oh, look, it showed up in the city. Or it's these ruins that are next to a city. Because we'll build a bunch of stuff next to some ruins, right? right? Like, especially if
0: we're getting tech or language or something else out of that ruin. Right. Which we would be with gem stuff. We, we're not that advanced, definitely.
1: Right questions. <laughs> oh, Steven Universe. Yeah, I So, one thing I love about the show is the way in which you end up loving so many of the characters.
0: Yes, even the characters you like the least, you still love.
1: Yeah, I, although, Onion scares me. I don't know what Onion is,
0: and until that's determined, I have no interesting in, interest in trucking with that devil. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know... He is not human. I, 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 no. Yeah. I just feel uncomfortable around it. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable that he never speaks. I feel uncomfortable that, like... He's,
1: he's always committing crimes. He's always committing crimes. Like, like, he's always stealing. He's stealing, he's using tech to fuck shit up. He's, For no other reason than to fuck shit up. Right. He is, like, a destructive personality. And yet, the city hasn't been destroyed by, you know, like, no one's ever had, like, a house burned down or something, like, so it's like, what is happening here, right? He's slick.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's burned down a house or two.
1: Um, uh, I do have to say, though, uh, what's it, the, uh, in the donut shop, there's...
0: Lars and Sadie.
1: Mm, their relationship.
0: It's a very interesting relationship. Um,
1: like, like first I was like, "Oh, this, you know, is kind of messed up, but it could be okay." And then I was like, "You know, the more I'm just like, Lars, just stop." <laughs> like,
0: Lars has problems. Yeah. Um. Like I, I think I mentioned before when we talked about Steven Universe, there's a very interesting fan theory that Lars is a young trans man, which I think is really interesting because that puts a different spin on this um, sort of obsession with fitting in with these other... Yeah, the very dude bro stuff. The very dude bro stuff. So it's very fascinating because that dude bro stuff does not even work with the cool people that Lars wants to hang out with. Right. Those cool people love Steven because he's fresh and new and naive and not like I don't know. Not except
1: like, except the part when he's like, well, my mom's gone, and I might be my mom. <laughs> and then everyone's like, we don't know how to deal with no, this subject. Everyone's yeah. uncomfortable. They're kind of like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they, they
0: actually respond really well, because they she shuts off the music, and they go, wow, that's deep. <laughs> I don't know how you're dealing with this. Like, you're always so upbeat. Like, they're very encouraging and supportive of it. They're like, we
1: don't know how to deal with this. But look at you—you're doing so well. The one thing I did notice about the show that I like is anytime they go into something that's really dark emotionally, it has a point where someone supports people. Yes, uh, like like because I watch tons of anime. The anime thing or the usual American thing would be grim, dark. Ah, oh, scream in the sky. Never deal with your shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be honest, the fact is that the gems have not dealt with a lot of their shit. Nope. But at least people are like, you know what, I'm gonna give you a hug. Like, I yes. can't fix it, but I'll give you a hug. And that means a lot. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, that's... Pearl does her best. With the emotionally... Emotion... They, they're all suffering from PTSD. Intense PTSD. We know from all of them that, like, thousands of gems died, and that Rose was only able to save, like, her three closest friends. Which means that, like, how many of their friends that they watch die.
1: And it's funny, because this was kind of like the consequences that I've always wanted as a kid when I watched Transformers. Mm. You know, because, like, when it starts off, and you tell me, I'm like, so the Transformers been at war for over three million years, and they don't know if their home planet's even alive. I was, like, as a kid, just sitting there like, uh, um, um, are you guys just not going to think about this? Is that the way you get through this? Because, holy shit, right? Like, yeah. It's not, mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. But, um, it's just interesting, because I feel like, like, what Steven Universe does is it brings a lot of emotional, like, a lot more emotional intelligence to, this, to the stories it's telling. Yes. And the story tropes, when they do something that would normally be, like, the kind of stories where you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, oh, uh, we're gonna do this, they turn away from it. Yeah. Like, um, right at the beginning of season two, when Connie and Steven... Like, Steven's like, oh, I don't want to... I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to get you hurt if you hang out with me. And, you know, he's he's basically having the usual hero angst. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't screw up the relationship on this bullshit. And then they just don't. Like, they, they get yeah. over it within the same episode. And episodes are ten minutes, so it's like... Oh, and kind of shut,
0: shuts it down pretty quick. Right. Which I appreciated. Right. Oh, Steven, you try your best. Um, and we also... Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I believe that Steven is much older than he appears to be. Okay. Because, look at how old Greg looks in the flashbacks Hmm. when... Because he only looks
1: like he's maybe in his
0: 20s. He looks like he's in his 20s when he meets Rose. And even when she's pregnant in in the straight-to-video episode... We saw her pregnancy video. She still looked, I mean, he still looked like he was in his twenties, maybe thirties, and he looks like he's in his sixties now. Yeah. So at least either the pregnancy was extremely long, which doesn't seem to be the case because the pregnancy video feels like it's right—it's happening like right before the birth.
1: Although, it's interesting because one of the other issues that also is hard to tell with Steven Universe is because all the technology is sort of slightly off-kilter. Yeah. Because it's like, that was VHS. I grew up with VHS. Yes. I'm in my 30s now, right? So it's sort of like, hmm.
0: Well, also, but here's the other thing. Um, That episode implies that everything we're watching is a home movie. Did you, did you notice that? Mm-mm. Because what do they do in the home movie? They star wipe, like, the end of every episode. Oh. They star wipe away. Oh. And so th- I took that implication to mean that it's possible that the episodes we're watching are actually home videos. Okay. That's of Steven's childhood. Okay. I don't know if that's true by any means, but it seemed like it could, definitely could be to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, God, I never thought about that. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff they keep dropping with this series, like just hints and bits, and you kind of have to really stay sharp on it. Well, which rewards are we watching? Like, yeah, you get rewarded for watching things. Ugh. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, should we go into why must it be?
0: Yeah, let's, let, well, let's talk about Steven a little bit more, because I think we're on the verge of something. Okay. Steven Universe is a better show than most shows on television. Yes. It is better continuity. Yes. Has better character growth. Has better emotional character arcs. Better premises. And it does so in 11 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's really no
1: excuse. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. No, that's absolutely true. Like... People are like, well, why is it you mostly watch cartoons? Because that. Like, I think part of it, too, is for me, I usually hold uh, live-action TV to higher standards in general. Um, Because people are actually acting, so then I I feel like you have to give me a little more.
0: Oh, see, I do the opposite, I feel like. I hold them to a lower standard, because I'm like, oh, people are acting. Like, (laughs) they're gonna do their best. Like, did you ever watch that, the, um, adaptation we refuse to acknowledge happened of Avatar.
1: No, I, I refuse to. <laughs> Here's the thing. The character who's playing... The actor who's playing Uncle Eero is the best thing on there. Oh, I saw... it was you. Someone was talking about the fact that he looks in the movie like he's like... Like, is this really happening? Is this he really- straight up looks like... It's like that moment you see
0: someone who's trying to make something... ...better than it is, mm-hmm. and then they just give up, and they're like, fine, I'm just gonna do what I do, and I'm just trapped here with y'all. So, um, so you know, you can only do your best if you're stuck with a horrible cast, a horrible director, or a horrible script. You can only do so much. Whereas, cartoons, I'm like, you can do anything. Draw me some good shit.
1: Right. But that's just me.
0: Do you want to start off with your why must it
1: be? Absolutely, and that's actually a great tie-in, because my why must it be... I was talking to a friend about Legend of Korra, and why Legend of Korra just makes me so sad. Um,
0: Oh, so many reasons.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, Avatar The Last Airbender was so good, not perfect, but very good. And then Legend of Korra, just so terrible.
0: And I was super excited for Legend of Korra, because... I love a jump forward. And um, if, fel- like, oh, all of a sudden we're industrial age, I can't wait to see how magic handles this.
1: Well, also, especially given that they said they were going to base it off of, like, 20s and 30s Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, it's like, okay, well, Shanghai is gets used a lot in media. Like, that era specifically. Yeah. And a lot of awesome fashion comes out of it. hmm And they didn't really do that. They're like, well... You know, it's a mix of Western and Asian, and so we're just going to mostly have Western architecture? And I was like, well, wait, what? Look Western architecture,
0: weirdly westernized
1: Asian clothing? But there's, like, no Western culture that fits. No, there's no Western culture that fits, and in fact, there aren't any Western people. So, yeah. it's... Well, the, I guess you might call, well, not Western, but you could call, if you want white people, the Swamp in. Really, though? Well, I guess. I yeah. mean, but even then, like, if you're gonna count them, that's pretty much like the South. A lot of them folks were mixed anyway. Exactly. But like, yeah. That's about as as much as it got.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, Legend of... I'm sorry,
1: go on. So, Legend of Cora. Um, oh, you know, I'm hyped because I'm like, oh, woman of color? Kicking ass, she's got buff-ass arms? I'm down for this. And she gets knocked out every episode. She's a Jean Grey... She just gets knocked out every episode, needs to be rescued, and I'm just like you know, people are like, well, it's a different show. That's fine, that's a different show, but why is she knocked out every episode? Like Even if I'm, it's a
0: different show, I still expect it to be a good show.
1: Right. I'm just like like, well she's not Aang. Yeah, Aang was twelve and only had one element master to start off. Yeah. She's got three. How is she getting knocked out every episode? Like
0: Right? You started her off as more trained, but this is the thing. Women who even have three, women characters who even have three times the training in movies and TV and stuff still will get beat up by the guy who's been training for, like, five months, simply because he's a man.
1: Right. So, Legend of Korra. And so, like, that was season one. And I just stopped, because I, I, I was like, well, okay, you don't have that. ditching the traditional martial arts, which is why I was here, Mm -hmm. and you're doing this. I can't.
0: You could have done something really interesting about updating the martial arts and incorporating a different, you know, a different subset, a different style. It could have been really interesting.
1: Well, given that most of what they took from was Chinese martial arts, and Chinese martial arts have tons of variants, right? you could have just explored different variants, right? You just... uh, it bugged me so much. Yeah. It's like, you took everything I loved about the show and you threw it away. And, you know, I know the fandom is like, yeah, but look, she gets with Asami. I'm like, she holds hands at the end of the damn series. This yeah, is not quite Dumbledore gay, but it's almost Dumbledore it's Almost.
0: Day. It's when you're right on
1: the edge. And do they even kiss? I don't even
0: think they do. I think they just hold hands and walk. Maybe they kiss once, I think, or something. But either way, it's really close. You're not giving me a show about character who's in a lesbian relationship the whole time. You're giving me, "Oh, guess what? She was a
1: lesbian the whole time." Yeah, so you know, like basically if you if if your characters are demonstrated on screen to be as queer or whatever you're going to try and claim as Rachel, what's her name, was black. Like, uh, really, to be honest, like uh, just don't. Just don't. Like stop lying. Just stop that lying. Is horrible. Yes. That's my major why must it be, because I just sit there and I get sad about the fact that that was so much potential, and they just threw it all away, you know, and it's just like, everyone was excited, because they were like, well, we knew the live action movie was probably going to be crap, and it was, but they're like, oh, you're doing our animated series, and it's like, they were like, oh, you're first only going to do a short run, but that means you know how many episodes you're doing, so you can do it right, and they just trashed everything.
0: They had every
1: opportunity. Everything. And also just, like, the premise that they have, like, hey, if in the world where, like, only the magic people have political power... Super interesting. Right? And so, and people without magic powers are like, hey, uh, that's not okay. That's an interesting class question. Mm -hmm. And we just left it. Like, why even bring it up? That's what I found really interesting
0: from the first season, and I wish they had continued. Yeah. But...
1: But, yeah. It's, It's very much like that, uh, like... Of BSG, once you hit that halfway point, you know it's like we brought up all these interesting topics, and we have no idea what to do with them. Oh well, fuck it, just
0: forget it. You so- know, Battlescar Galactica, I stop after the second season. Yeah, because that's a good nothing. Well, some of it. I mean, some of the web series, the not not like the later web series, but the early web series they did about the occupation was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of that, but no, it's one of those shows where you're like, no, and that never happened. The end. Yeah. They were just always searching for home.
1: Anyway, that's my Why Must It Be.
0: I have so many Why Must It Be's in
1: my soul. Uh, this is, trust me, I tried to go for something that was light because, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are so many Why Must It Be's clawing their way through my throat. Um,. Let's do something at least a little bit genre-related. Okay. Michael Z. Williamson.
1: Who's Michael Z. Williamson?
0: Exactly. Who is he? He is a mid-list Bane author, I want to say. Oh. Well, but he starts painting pictures. Well, you know, nothing wrong with mid-list or nothing wrong with Bane. I know and love people who are both of those things. But this man tweeted a drink concoction based on the Charleston shooting. I can't remember the exact concoction that it was, but it was like nine shots of something followed by like a Colt forty-five, And then he tweeted, like, it ended with like, too soon. Now let me tell you something. Who in the hell do you think you are?
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm pretty sure you can still find the tweet. People have screen capped the shit out of it. You will find wow. it somewhere. You might find it on Stephen Barnes' blog, actually, because he got into it with him. Wow. I'm not the biggest fan of Stephen Barnes, because he's said some weight stuff and other stuff on his blog that's to be the right wrong way, but he is on it about race. And um, he got into it with Michael C. Williamson. I haven't had the chance to catch up on that yet. But he, yeah, he tweeted that. And so here's the thing. Don't you ever come at me, Mr. Williamson, and act like you aren't a racist, insensitive asshole.
1: Here's the thing.
0: You tweeted a joke about nine black people who were shot down you made a joke about that listen i am not i am not a stranger to tasteless jokes i make them a lot but i make them to my friends i make them in private i know who i'm talking to how the fuck dare you
1: you know so the thing Basically, it comes down to, from all this shit, is they take glee in the murder and torture of black people. Yes. It's their jollies. It's Um, fun.
0: It's funny. While I'm worried about going to work tomorrow because who the fuck knows if I'm going to get shot. Or on the Muni home today, I like accidentally kicked this old white man's shoe and because he was stretched out across three fucking seats. And then he threatened me. And he could have killed me right then and there. And not a one person in that fucking muni would have done, done a damn shit. thing. And I know that. Because none of y'all do anything when we're being
1: killed. You know, like, this is the thing that gets me. It's like...
0: Except record. You're happy to do that.
1: And replay. And replay. And talk about how shocking it is. Yeah. You're like, happy to do that.
0: So this this shooting in Charleston is a terror for us. It is one more nail in the coffin to let us know that America does not give a shit about us living or dying. That a white man who goes into a church and murders nine people can be taken alive. But a black man who was selling a cigarette has to be choked to death on the corner of New York. And that police officer won't even be fucking punished. So you know what? No, it's not just a fucking joke, Mr. Williamson. It's not just fun and games. It is lives out there. It is people who are dying. And maybe you're just an asshole. Maybe you're just that callous. But you know what? You should have stepped your ass to the back because this was not your place to talk. You should have stayed in your goddamn lane. Keep writing that generic, deep space sci-fi that keep being mad that Anne Leckie will always be a better writer than you. Keep writing whatever generic bullshit you write, but you do not have the right or the history to talk about this, and much less make a fucking joke about it.
1: This is fucking cowardly. They're the people who won't pull a trigger, but certainly will take the in the fact afterwards. Oh, and yeah. are willing to tell everyone about
0: it. Oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah, delete your tweet like that, you know, once you realize there's going to be consequences. Right? That's the only time people start, oh, well, oh, oh, oh. No, I, no, no. You thought it was funny and you knew who you were pandering to, you piece of shit.
0: And I'd have much more fucking respect for you if you kept that shit up and stood by it. And we're just like, yeah, I made that joke and I still think it's funny. Da-da-da-da-da. I would have had more respect. I wouldn't like you. I still wouldn't care for you. I would still think you are the lowest. I would still think that you are a piece of shit. But at least I would have respect for the fact that you could stand in your convictions and own up to being an asshole. A lot of people can't do that. They try and hide that they're an asshole. I appreciate anyone who lets me know from the jump so I don't have to waste energy or time trying well, to awesome. like you. If
1: you're not lying to yourself about yeah. what you are. That's the thing. Don't like, no, know what you are. So, someone tweeted after that went down the next day. They said, is the job of the morning news to tell the truth or to you know, sugarcoat things? And someone replied... Any day where a five-year-old child has to play dead in a church, I think everyone can afford to have a bad day. And I was like, there you go. Like, you think that's funny? Some five-year-old kid had to fucking play dead while everyone's
0: murdered around. While and her think, grandmother was murdered.
1: And you, you think that's funny? See? Yeah. Okay. We know exactly what you are. Yeah.
0: This, and the thing is, this is not new. This is not I've said it before in public spaces, and I will say it again, it's one of the reasons I will always fucking love Twitter, because as much as there's some bullshit out there and some racist crazies and all these things happening on the Twitters, the thing I will always love about it is that it allowed people to take these regional things that national news wasn't picking up and spread it far and wide and make it national news and make it unignorable. Hey, the government's still going to ignore the fact that we're being shot down in the streets, mostly by their agents, but
1: people are now tracking the numbers and putting together crowd databases. People are now, there you go. You know, it's like, yeah, this was some stuff that like, there's people who I talk to who don't know about Oscar Grant. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we have like what? 10,000 people out in Oakland. Yeah. And y'all don't know. Okay. Well, we also
0: had an award-winning movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: called Fruitvale. Yeah. But, you know, again, people are going to ignore what they don't want to... Yeah. And I... I oh, okay. We veered from the genre part of it. We're just going to veer further. The Confederate flag. Uh. Number one. All these people talking about its history know its history because it was never actually fucking ratified by the Confederate States of America. It was used... It only got popular... After the KKK began to use it, it was never a popular symbol of the South. It was never a popular symbol of the Confederacy. It was a popular symbol of a hate group. And that is the history you're celebrating. Know your own goddamn history. Don't be pit... When people call you out for that flag being racist as shit, don't then be like, no, it's a heritage historical thing when you don't know shit about your own history. Because it's not. You would be better off flying the old state flag for whatever state you're in from that era. If you wanted to show some confederate... Although, why the fuck... And people on the, people on the fucking internet talking about, well, the confederacy, only 6% of the people owned slaves, but they were part of your economy. They were, they were so numerous in the South. Those 6% owned so many slaves that they counted them as three-fifths of a person because otherwise they would outnumber the white people.
1: But let's also put in the fact that may if you didn't own slaves... Your folks were fighting to protect the people enslaved, so if you were
0: benefiting at, from it.
1: So if you're like, "What did I be part about that?" Then maybe there's a lot of shit that I look at and I'd go, "Wow, I don't want." You know, I don't have a history of this, and I don't have any part of it. You know what I do? I don't defend it.
0: Well, right? Like we, we're all and we're all connected to problematic histories. Right? Whether it, we're both men, we're connected right. to a very problematic history of men oppressing women. That's not something that we can ignore. Right. Or pretend it isn't there. And it's certainly not fucking something we should be defending right. or f- and, throwing and a don't flag up about. Choose
1: shit, right? yeah. Like like on my white side, I know they go back to the settlers, which means I have to deal with all the native genocides. Yeah. But I don't sit there and go, wow, my ancestors were awesome settlers. No, I go, fuck. You know what? That's whack. Right? That's
0: <laughs> horrible. And this, these people, here's the thing. These people like Michael Z. Williamson to bring it back to genre. These folks, unfortunately, or whatever. I'm not gonna say it's fortunate or unfortunate. They view any sort of pro-blackness or hey, stop killing black people, which isn't it doesn't even have to be pro-blackness. It's just like, hey, stop murdering citizens. Yeah. Um, stop yeah. murdering anyone. Really, we'd like that. Yeah. Citizens or not.
1: To stop murdering.
0: But they see that as, oh, my power's being threatened. They see that as, and if you see it as that, you are not, I said it online, I'll say it again, I think you're 99.9% race, possibly racist, and there's a 0.1% margin for error there because you're defending racism. There's nothing else you're defending when you defend the status quo that murders black people in the street. You're defending racism, you're defending sexism, you're defending Whoa. homophobia, you're defending all this.
1: Here's the thing, you're a writer... And you're making jokes about something in the news. Yeah. Like, like, you're a writer, so we know you read up on shit. So you can't say this was uninformed. You're, and you're, you're a writer, so your main thing is media making messages. So you thought about this message you put out there. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't think about this message, but you put it out there, and your craft is putting out written words. So you said what you said, and you meant it. Okay. And, and you can say that.
0: Just be prepared to be called out. Yeah. Be prepared to own it. Be prepared... Be prepared to apologize if it came out wrong, or you. you f- I don't understand how you could make a joke like that, and it could just be it coming out wrong, or no, it's not. whatever, it's, it's not. not. It's but not. let's say it was something else that was possibly that. Own that. Own that you fucked up. Own something. Don't pretend. Don't try and pretend you like you didn't do it, and don't try and defend it afterwards. Unless you are standing in your shit, and you are like, yes, I believe this. I believe it wholeheartedly. Don't try and defend it. I hate that sort of wishy washy. I'm going to semi defend what I said and also semi retract it. So I don't really mean what I said, but I should have the right to say it.
1: Well, well this is how everyone. This is how they're always, like, masters of their craft
0: mm-hmm. until,
1: like, they said some fucked up that. I had no idea what I was saying.
0: I just. So yeah,
1: dishonest pieces of
0: shit. I really, I feel like I wanted to rant about Rachel Dolezal. Did I do that last? You did. did. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah,
1: you did. I wasn't sure because I I I get a lot. We could probably go forever, but But, you know,
0: I just wanted to make sure I got that out of the way. Um, So yeah, that the black people are dying all over the world. Um, The Dominican Republic is kicking out a quarter of a million people because they're of Haitian descent who've never lived in Haiti. Because they're darker skin, and literally it says on their paperwork, like, if they have darker skin, more African features look like they might be Haitian. Like, this, black people are in danger all over the world. You know, I, one other thing. I've been seeing this quote, um, appear a bunch of places lately. I don't know why. Maybe it's just always been appearing, and I just noticed it. But it's this quote from Neil Gaiman, which already should, yeah, that's what, you should make that face. Cause, mm. yeah. But it's a quote about people who think they can move away. And it's something like, you know, people who think moving away will solve their problems. Um, but wherever you go, you're there you are. It basically implies that your problems are all internal. And, like, if you don't solve them yourself, moving's not going to solve anything. But guess what? Depending on your level of privilege, it just fucking might. Like, yeah. It,
1: yeah. Moving can solve some problems. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the situation and the problems. That's yeah. why you ha-
0: That's why you had a lot of queer folks that like migrated to the cities right away. This is
1: why we have refugees, right? But this is why we have
0: refugees. Sometimes leaving can actually fix your problems. Your problems aren't all in your soul,
1: right? Um, and yeah, so that's that's some bullshit. So yeah,
0: there's just something to think about about how like your outside circumstances affect the way you live as a being a black person in the Dimi- well, Haitian person of Haitian descent in the Dominican Republic is shit right now. Yeah. Like, they are set it to, and they are violating all these UN laws, and no one's doing a goddamn thing. So, that's why I'm having a bad week. I shouldn't have ranted so mar- so much or so
1: well you know, incoherently,
0: boring. but I'm on meds, and I just opened a beer. So, you and know.
1: frankly, we have reasons to be angry. Yeah. Sorry. Like, it's okay. We have
0: reasons to be angry and to rant, um, even on a geek show, especially yeah. on a geek show. Because we're geeks of color. And we think about shit. And we think about shit.
1: And so should you. Shall I do some quick shout-outs before we close? Please do.
0: I don't know who these shout-outs are for, so I'm very excited.
1: Well, you said you're going to be on Nergasm Noir. Is that happening?
0: I will be recording this Tuesday night. Okay. So hopefully my voice will be better, or at least not worse.
1: Uh, We're trying to get on... um... Diverse Games is doing... Was it All Out of Tokens? Yes,
0: All Out of Tokens is doing a podcast, and they invited us, so we are going to figure out when we can do in July, which Um, will be fun.
1: Give me a shout-out to 8-Bit Animal for video game stuff, since we're, you know, did E3 stuff. Yeah. yeah. Love
0: 8-Bit Animal. Yeah. Um, Also, a shout-out to um, Mati in Space, space. which is two um, Indian women, Matis and... Canada, watching native um, <laughs> watching native representations on television and Ooh. judging them while they drink. You have to send me this link. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, they are two native women in Canada. Their very first episode is them drinking and watching the Buffy um, Hunger Pains episode with the native spirits. And so they have a lot to say. Um, and it's really, really great. And you just want to crack open a glass of wine and listen to them and like watch the episode I almost want them to do, like, a um, MST3K. MST3K, where I can just play the track while the episode is happening. That would be awesome. I But, yeah, check them out. I'm probably pronouncing METIS wrong, but it's M-E-T-I-S okay. in space, I'm fairly sure. Okay. And so, check it out. They're awesome.
1: Yay! All right. We'll catch y'all next week. Catch y'all
0: next week when our topic will be TBD.
1: Or do we know? I don't know.
0: We don't know. To be determined.
1: Yes, we'll find out. (laughs) And so will you. Catch you later. Bye.